Ole Miss moves on from a big win against the Tulane Green Wave to the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets and the trickiest game on their schedule. Yeah, you heard me right. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Also, the Rebels play the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets Saturday at 6.30 p.m. Central. We'll get to see all the adjustments that were made after the two-lane game. Catch every play of the Rebels hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on Channel 81 or the SXM app. Search Ole Miss Rebels. Hello, I'm Stephen Willis, and this is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast, and this is the keys to the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets episode that we do, our keys episode each week. I do want to let you know that you can download the GameTime app, GameTime.co, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, all one word, and you get $20 off your first purchase. That could come in handy for a game that might likely be a sellout. So, Let's talk keys to the game, and I've got these fancy new graphics and everything I'm going to put up on the YouTube channel, so if you're watching there, you get that benefit, um, but this is an, a really tricky ball game, unbelievably hard ball game. It, if you look at the last line on the on today's show beside there, it says, do not fall into the Alabama trap, and that is why this game is so tricky, is what is waiting for Ole Miss in 11 days is what makes this game so tricky. This is a situation where player-wise, Ole Miss has better players than Georgia Tech. Now, Georgia Tech has better players than Tulane, but Ole Miss has better players than Georgia Tech. And if you look at this game and it gets played straight off and everything goes as it's supposed to go, Ole Miss is going to win this football game. Georgia Tech is probably going to play better than they did last year. That won't be hard. It was 42 to nothing but they're going to play harder. And if you look at the betting line right now, the betting line in the Ole Miss game, Ole Miss is favored by 20 and a half points. The over-under has actually gone up a little bit. It's about 63. It's gone up about eight points. Um, but I, 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 I downloaded that graphic yesterday. But it's still at uh, 20 and a half. And this is a situation to where I'm like, hey, Ole Miss needs to win this game on one point. I, I do not care about spreads. I do not care about lines. I just understand where this game sits and what is coming up for Ole Miss. Two of the three biggest games of the season are immediately following this one. Two games that if Ole Miss comes out and plays well, Ole Miss can win those games. Nobody has seen Alabama or LSU this year and said those teams aren't beatable. So that is adding to the pressure of this game. So what does Ole Miss need to do in this game? And here's our keys to victory. And, and I'm going to do the show today a little bit of out of order. But number one is do not fall into the Alabama trap. I'm actually going to do that last today on the show. Number two is I want to see Ole Miss use a quick passing game against Georgia Tech. We talk about what Tulane was able to do defensively and how Ole Miss is being defended and how teams essentially since Vanderbilt has defended this RPO offense. I think quicker RPOs are the way to go. Utilize the tight end put more tight ends on the field, 
play the game by doing formations and get matchups that you want. Now, if you want to do second and third level RPOs, it's going to be problematic when people are basically doing the Madden equivalent of engage eight. And the third one is going to be continue to grow defensively against a better offensive unit because Georgia Tech is going to be a better offensive unit than the Tulane Green Waves offensive unit. Um, and Buster Faulkner is the cousin of my co-host of SEC After Dark. So I, a little bit of insight, um, when it, believe it or not, when it comes to the Georgia Tech program. Um, so really interesting stuff. So we'll start off with Ole Miss needing to establish a quick passing game. And this is what I honestly believe needs to happen. Think back to what Matt Corral and Elijah Moore and Matt Corral and Kenny Yeboah did in 2020. I think that's a big thing that you can remember that, that lets you know that the quick RPO game is a facet of this offense. Now, the difference between Jeff Levy and Charlie Weiss Jr., we can debate that until the cows come home. But if you look at what is actually in the bones of this offense, that is there. Because Charlie Weiss and Jeff Levy run the same stuff. It is all a part of the Lane Kiffin offense. Not everything is second and third level RPO. And they like to do that. They like to be cute. They like to be clever. We've talked about that in the past. And this is one of the reasons I honestly believe Bill Flowers does not like this offense. It, it, it's just different. It's not like what he played in under David Cutcliffe. It's, it's different football. It's the difference between in basketball having the motion offense and coming down and running a pick and roll. That 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 is what college football has become, and that is what offense has become. But Jackson Dart has shown himself to be a very good quarterback this year. He ended up 17-27, 267 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. The pick wasn't really his fault. The receiver slipped a little bit. And Jackson basically wheeled that team against Tulane to go down the field and win the game. They ended up winning the game by 17 points. I'm, I'm telling you, that's not nothing. Winning that game by 17 points, that is not nothing. Especially whenever at one point it was 17-7. to seven. To Take your team on a 32-3 run from about 32 minutes or two minutes to go in the second quarter to the end of the game. Ole Miss outscored Tulane 30-3. That's not nothing. And Jackson Dart was the leader behind that and the defense. Once they figured out what was going on and they had a young quarterback and they could just blitz him silly, that is what happened there. Good quarterback indeed. Now, the quick passing game, if Ole Miss moves to it, not necessarily moves to it, that's a bad choice of words. Um, if they start decide to utilize it, that'd be the Michael Trigg. And Michael Trigg actually had a touchdown catch against Tulane. Kyron Heath will have to show up. Hudson Wolf is not there, and Caden Priestcorn, as far as we know, is not there yet. Okay? So – those small numbers at the tight end position means the likelihood of 12 personnel, which I thought I think is going to happen eventually. I've been on the 12 personnel train a long time. But I do think Michael Trigg is going to line up as the inline tight end that might affect the blocking from time to time. The offensive line isn't going to be quite as good. And they didn't even pass protect one time with Michael Trigg, apparently, last week. I think that was on the Oxford Exxon podcast where I heard that stat. Uh, and and that lets you know what's going on. Ideally, Lane Kiffin would like to send everybody out there. You have five linemen and do all, 
and handle that. But people have noticed with this team, you need to send at least seven. You need to have free runners, and that clogs up the running lane. It runs the RPO system. So you have to figure out what's going on. I think the way that Ole Miss can, can combat that is shorter RPOs. Snap the ball, get the ball out of your hand to where, you know, you can try to do it, but it won't really be effective. Now, one of the things that I'm convinced about is that Ole Miss is saving some stuff from Bama. And a lot of times I'm like, hey, okay, if you're saving stuff, you're not really not really doing that. There's Jordan Watkins, who is going to play slot. He's got 11 catches, 171 yards, and he has a punt return for a touchdown. He's played very well. But in the middle of the field, really close, our, our, our area, that, that, that middle of the tic-tac-toe board, whenever Trey Harris went down that field, that section was utilized far less. And with the lack of tight ends, you end up that desert of receiving options, and somebody has to step up and make plays. Against Tulane, it was Dayton Wade. Dayton Wade was that guy. Jordan Watkins had six catches or so. So I think we're going to be in good shape against Georgia Tech. Heck, heck, half of Ole Miss's team knows the Georgia Tech team. It's like Ole Miss just took the best four players off of that roster, and let's see what's going on. But Haynes King is there. They have a, they hit the transfer portal pretty hard. They're going to be pretty jazzed up. The game is at home. I'm expecting a sellout. But the way that teams have played the Ole Miss defense recently, I expect to see that again. Mercer did it. Tulane did it. State did it. Texas Tech did it. It's, it's pretty much just attacking second and third level RPOs to where the quarterback doesn't have the time to get it out of his hands and you have it overly populated in case it is being run. I mean, that's really the simple version, I think, of what is going on. So we'll see exactly what happens for Ole Miss. I think that some quick pop passes to tight ends and Jordan Watkins and just the spaces that linebackers vacate when they flow up so quickly, I think those areas need to be attacked. And once they do and the linebacker starts doubting because we always talk about this offensive system being there as a, as a method to torture linebackers, that doubt needs to return in their head because they're just flowing down on Quinshawn Judkins and they're just figuring out how to make it work. And then if it doesn't happen, they just keep going to the ball. It's, it, it literally almost is like an engage eight. So Ole Miss is going to have to figure out a way to scheme up the ball from time to time and get the ball out of their hand. They need, they need receivers across the middle of the field to step up. I think with, Caden Priestcorn, that's going to become more prevalent. Was Zachary Franklin, who's supposed to be back for Alabama, that's probably going to be more prevalent. And when Trey Harris returns, he's obviously a dude. He already has five touchdowns this season as well. I do want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by the Game Time Ticketing app. And I don't know about you guys, but whenever it's a hard ticket in Oxford, it can be a stressful time. And buying tickets are not supposed to be stressful. You need an avenue to get tickets to where it's kind of easy to find, easy to do, and you're in the gate. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticketing deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you up to 110% of the dif difference. 
It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seats before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. You can tell if it's an obstructed view. So snag tickets without the stress with Game Time. Ga- download Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Term supply. Grin. Create an account. Redeem code Locked On College. All one word. Twenty dollars off. And and as sellouts are coming up in the football stadium, that could be a good deal for you. Anyway, download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. College football season is here. And this season, Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football kickoff live each Friday. Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On YouTube channel, college YouTube channel. College Football kickoff live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of college football hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday from 11 to 1 Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. Hey, week one to week two, it went, it doubled. Viewership on the Locked On Ole Miss channel, it doubled. I'd like to see it double again. If it do- doubles again, it's like getting a thousand views. And that is probably a pretty good place for them to live. That That is a really, really good show. And I I suggest everybody tune in for that. That's Friday from 11 to 1. All right. Now, we need to get into the defense a little bit, um, and that's impressive. Jared Ivey, by the way, in his press conference on Monday, referred to his touchdown that we scored as a thick six, and uh, that that was that was pretty funny. I, I, I enjoyed that pretty, pretty much a lot. So, these keys for the game, all right? The first one was the don't fall into the Alabama trap. Then you, I want to see Ole Miss use the quick passing game. We talked about that in the first segment. The third one is to continue to grow the defensively against a better unit. And everybody's like, what are you talking about better unit? And I'm like, Georgia Tech is more talented of a football team than Tulane. Tulane's good. Tulane's possibly the most well-coached team that Ole Miss will face. If you looked up there, I think Tulane had two penalties for 10 yards. He did have the miscommunication um, interception, but that probably wouldn't happen with Michael Pratt in the game. This this was a good football team that beat USC and K-State the previous year. Ole Miss going down to New Orleans and winning that game, they did not think Ole Miss was going to do that. And Ole Miss has a really, really good football team. and, And people are honestly giving Ole Miss their flowers a little bit with how impressive of a win that was. Defensively, though, You've heard me talk about what this defense could be for months, okay? I describe this defense as clunky, as potentially. They might be good at one or two things. And we'll see once SEC play starts, whenever the grind gets in and injuries stack up and all of that, we'll see exactly what this defense looks like. But right now, they look pretty good and one of the strengths of the team. And especially that front seven. Jared Ivey scored a touchdown. If you look at um, what Lane Kiffin said, Lane Kiffin said he's really proud of how the game ended. That was a top 25 opponent. To end the game on a 30-3 to run says a lot about our players. We started slow, obviously, 
very proud of how they finished defensively played very well in the second half. And they did, they did play very well. And that is almost exactly how I phrased what happened yesterday. So um, I'm just going to have to assume that Lane Kiffin is a loyal listener of the podcast, honestly, and very, very good indeed, because it was that it was a 30 to three run that that's a good way to put that because that's exactly how I put that. But the game went exactly how it would have went if Michael Pratt had played. Tulane would have worn down against that Ole Miss team. They do not have the depth of an SEC team. The second half was always going to be about that. Now, you can argue over and over again with the way that game started. Maybe if Tulane is 24 to 3 up, it's a different story. But you weren't. 24 to three. And you can't say that it would be 24 to three if Michael Pratt would have played. And especially if he'd have played on one leg, but the defense played very well, very disciplined and got Ole Miss in the game while they figured things out offensively. And that is important to this Ole Miss football team. They figured it out offensively and Jackson Dart led them down the field. Michael Trigg caught a game winning touchdown catch because even though, you know, that put them up and, you know, you might not say, well, it didn't win the game. They won by 17. I'm just talking about as a, as a game-winning type play, not a literal thing of game-winning. This team has a chance defensively to look pretty good. Now, one thing I want to see this week, and it's a home game, I want to see Suntarian Perkins on the field. I get the fact this week that, like, Kari Coleman played most of the game. He played a pretty good game at linebacker. And Jeremiah Jean-Baptiste and Monty Montgomery and those guys' plays – I want to see the five-star plus player on the field because he deserves to be something other than on special teams. Against Georgia Tech, against better opponents, we need the five-star plus player to cut his teeth a little bit so he's not overwhelmed when he gets to Bryant Denny because then if that happens, you're not going to trust him to put him in the game. And we've seen the instincts of what Suntarian can bring to the defensive side of the ball. The defense looks completely different. I mean, I could see NASCAR packages, almost running NASCAR-type packages to where on the outside at rush end is Suntarian Perkins, and he's just told to go get the quarterback. You mix it with, like, defensive ends all across the front, and that, that's what that looks like on, like, third and 15. I think something like that, a package like that needs to happen regardless of the opponent that Ole Miss plays. Maybe don't line him up and play linebacker, you know. Maybe you don't. Replace, replace Monty Montgomery, but you have to find a way to um, get him on the field at least a little bit. He's too much of a game changer not to. These young freshmen need to play. I'm going to – I mean, it's in the heart of the season, but I am going to talk about exactly what 2024 means. It, it is important. And to get Ole Miss to the best place that it can be, they do need to play. Now, the 2023 season, if you look at it, we're going to get into that in just a second. Um, we're going to talk about exactly the real threat of the Alabama trap game because this this is the largest trap game that Ole Miss has probably had in at least 10 years. Just where it sits on the schedule. On the road against a ranked team, on the road against a ranked team, in the middle playing at home against a team you beat 42 to nothing. It's a huge trap game. Massive. But Ole Miss needs to also get better where they can, when they can. And one way they can do that is by getting Suntarian on the field 
in my opinion. And that is what I would do. Anyway, I do want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sports book. And right now you can get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. That's crazy, right? Just a $5 bonus bet, or I mean $5 bet and you get 200 bucks back in bonus bets. That is awesome. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. I saw that yesterday a little bit. Pretty cool stuff. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on anything from spreads to props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, it's an official partner of the NFL. The Rebels will play the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets Saturday at 6.30 Central. We'll get to see all the adjustments made after last week's game against Tulane. And you can catch every play of the Rebels hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on Channel 81 or the XXM app. Search Ole Miss Rebels. Hello, I'm Stephen Willis, and this is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. And we are going through our keys to the Georgia Tech game. The last key is actually the number one on this list. Do not fall into the Alabama trap. Do not start looking forward and trying to prepare for that game ahead of time. Win the game. Now, because of the trap nature of this game, I am very much anti-spread at the moment. And if you look at the line, currently Ole Miss is nearly a three-touchdown favorite, which also does not help them in the trap game category. But do not fall for the Alabama trap. Do not pay attention to what's going on and what is possible 11 days from now. Win the game against Georgia Tech. Give them your attention. Clean up the stuff that happened last week. This is honestly a good test in between Tulane and Alabama to get you ready to go. But do not fall for that test. it's, It's just absolutely crazy. Now, if you look at this, Ole Miss and Alabama got the CBS game. Now, you see how hard this is? You see what I mean talking about how much this means? I'm, I'm, I'm literally talking about how they were announced as the 230 CBS game in the same segment where I'm telling people not to fall for the Alabama trap. That is how easy it is to fall into that trap. Seriously. And I do think Georgia Tech and King, Haynes King will present problems. For Ole Miss. I do. I do not expect Georgia Tech to be overly good, although they had a really good second quarter against the Louisville Cardinals in the first week. They kind of got worn down and um, lost the game, obviously, because of that. You need more than one good quarter to win a football game, but they looked pretty good in that quarter and almost looked unstoppable. You know, good, really good quarter for Buster Faulkner and the Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket offense. But I I don't know where I sit on this game because of what it means. You have one of the biggest games in Ole Miss history coming up next weekend. And it, it, it genuinely is. If you look at the top 25 right now, there's one SEC in the SEC team in the top 25 and no SEC West teams. Everybody wants to talk about how difficult Ole Miss's schedule looked at the beginning of the season. 
Doesn't look so difficult now, does it? But with all of that, there's so much being built up. It is going to be tough to keep your attention on what's happening right now. Now, the benefit is the football team is insulated. Okay. This is a big game for Jared Ivey, a big game for Akella Stone, a big game for Zormari Walton. People that are interested and have a lot of want to in this game. This is a benefit that Ole Miss probably would not have without the Georgia Tech contingent being here. So they're going to make sure that they're ready to go and locked in. And that's good. That's a defensive line, two defensive linemen and a cornerback. That is good for the defensive unit that's not looking ahead. But it's going to be difficult for people not to pay attention to that next game. I genuinely think that Ole Miss in this game, it needs to be a just win by one mentality. I, I would I would give everyone the advice to ignore the spread this week. Heck, people are ignoring the spread last week because whatever their point is, whatever their take is, they're going to try and make it something more than it is because Ole Miss won by 17, but obviously Ole Miss is bad, according to some people. So we're just going to ignore the fact that they won by 17. The, uh, next week, do the same thing. Ignore the fact that Ole Miss wins by four whenever they were favored by 20. I ignore that because this trap game is one of the worst trap games that I can remember because of what it sits, where it sits on the schedule, the what happened last year. Stuff like that is going to make this game a little bit different. Stuff like that is going to make this game, honestly, a little bit fun. And just so you know, in case you don't remember, in case you're tuning, tuning in late, this week in the um, polls, Ole Miss is 17th. They're up to 17 in the AP poll. They're up to 19 in the coaches poll. Everybody's giving them respect after going down to Tulane and winning indeed. So should be a lot of fun there. Anyway. I do want to let everybody know the Rebels play the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets Saturday at 6.30 p.m. Central. We get to see all the adjustments made out after last week's two-lane game, and you can catch every play of the Rebels hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on Channel 81 or the SXM app searching Ole Miss Rebels. Hey, the Locked On Ole Miss podcast is on there as well on the um, Sirius app. You can check out our show there as well by searching Ole Miss Rebels. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, Ole Miss, every single day. Hope everybody's excited. These are the keys to the win. Quick passing game. It needs to be developed. They need to figure out a way to do that shortly off the line of scrimmage through pop passes and things like that to the tight end. They need to figure out how to make that a thing moving forward, especially before Alabama. The defense needs to take this opportunity to become a more cohesive unit. They've been pretty good the first two weeks. But the challenge is keep going to keep going up and up and up. And, you know, we need to be ready to go by, heck, the end of this month, the 23rd and the 30th, um, be ready, ready to go as well. So – We'll be able to see, and also this game is the ultimate trap game. Huge trap game, massive. Georgia Tech is okay. 
better than they were last year. Ole Miss is a 20-point favorite. They just won a ranked game on the road. They have Alabama and Bryant-Denny Stadium next. It's a huge trap game. Do not fall for the that trap. Anyway, I hope everybody has a good time. We had um, Dalen Flowers um, last night. Tonight we have, I think, Pratt Rogers is going to be on here. We have Bill Flowers Wednesday. Thursday we're working on um, getting Kenton from the Locked On College Football Kickoff Show to come on and talk Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. We'll have Tom Vanderford. We'll have a whole lot of stuff, honestly. And we're going to try and get John Macon Gillespie on for the pregame show in the stadium for the Georgia Tech game. Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow. Hotty toddy.